Hi, it's Tina Brinkley Potts, business strategist, online marketing trainer, and success coach. And today's episode of Amplify Your Expertise is with Fonda Clayton Smith. Fonda, say hi. Hello, everybody. So today we're going to talk about being intentional and deliberate in your life and in your business and how that changes um, your results, how it changes your life. And when you start using some kind of a structure, how it goes very quickly. So Fonda, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself before we get started? Um, sure. Um, I'm a Pisces. No, um, I, <laughs> everybody, I'm Fonda Clayton and I am a feminine power coach. And what that basically means is I am asking people to, uh, be themselves as instead of doing all the time. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we, we know how to do, 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 and then we do, do all over ourselves instead of just asking ourselves, what would really make me happiest in this moment? Where's the joy? Where's the pleasure? Where's the fun? Um, because one of my, my biggest muses was my mother who did everything, um, but she never, she only dreamed at night and she, she died with all her dreams inside of her, except for, you know, having me and my brother and, um, be married to my daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, we're talking about like if we if we use your mother as our muse this time, right? Yes. This is about getting some of those dreams out and expressing them and living out loud, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, you guys, you're going to see and hear me interrupt. Fonda, as she's going, I don't mean to be rude, but there's going to be things I'm going to want you to type in below the video. Because the thing that I know is it's one thing to consume information. We've all been taught that memorization is the key. But my favorite saying is libraries do not make money. And what that means is you can be a repository of information, but if you don't start embodying it and being it, it doesn't work. So the first thing I want you to type in is that it is time for me to live my dreams out loud. Type it in. You need to type it in. So Fonda, what's the first step to being intentional? Um, I, I just wanted to back up and just say that I just love what you just said, right? Oh, yeah. Because most of my work is to get people out of their head and into their body, like feeling what is true. Right. Um, and you can't feel what's true. You can think what's true. Right. What's going to keep me safe. What's going to keep me accepted. What's, what's going to keep people approving of me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so in living an intentional life means tapping into that. Mm -hmm. you know, what does my gut say? What does my heart say? Um, really writing down the bones of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's my head. My is my head, my body, and what I'm doing in alignment. Are all of those things going in the same direction, right? Like, and, and it doesn't matter if you're, it even doesn't matter what religion you practice. I mean, because all of these things are said in every religion, right? Like your deeds, your thoughts, and your actions got to line up. So we are, we're helping people not just practice. And that's one of the, I think the biggest things that I find when I start working with someone, they'll go, well, I know that. And I'll go, okay, well, 
you're not doing it. Your life does not reflect that. Your life does not reflect that, right? And so, you know, we, we, we have a, we just, what knowing really means, we have whittled it down to being, I've been able to memorize it. Sure. But true knowing is embodying, right? And so it, it's no different. Like living an intentional life means I went to school for A, but now I want to do B. But because I did A, that means I have to continue to do A and let B be a hobby thing. But I'm spending most of my time over here and I look in the mirror and I don't know who that person is because I've spent so much time doing A and now my life is passing me by. So if, if, if you can get to a place where you can write things down, like even if it's like, what three things are going to light me up today? Mm -hmm. Right. And making sure that you go and you have it. Now you don't want money to be a barrier. You don't want time to be a barrier because if either of those get in the way, then that list is poo poo. Right. But it, it could be, okay, I want to feel the sunshine on my face today. And I'm going to really, really appreciate the fact that I'm breathing in and out by myself. Mm. I'm going to make a kick-ass cup of coffee and don't nobody talk to me until after I do it. <laughs> Enjoying it. Take the time. Instead of drinking it and you're not even realizing you're drinking it, it's kind of like a numbing thing. It's not even, you're not even present for it anymore, right? Yeah. This is how you, this is how you get to cultivate daily pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. we, we've, in the society, in this society, we've taken pleasure to mean sex. And only that's it, right? But it's like, okay, like this fabric feels really great on my skin. Oh, you know, oh, my eyebrows came out really nice today. Oh, I, I have really nice handwriting. Oh, I got to work and I, there was no traffic. I enjoyed the music, whatever the thing is. And just really making sure that those things start to tick the boxes. Mm. So you guys, Number one, start being present. Write that in. You know, you need to write that in so you can embody it. And the great thing is Fonda just gave you examples of what that means. She didn't just go to one example. She talked about like drinking that coffee. I mean, think about it. When you drink the coffee, let's go back to coffee, just coffee right now. How do you like your coffee? What does it taste like? Like what sensation do you, do you not like coffee, right? Maybe you're a tea drinker, like whatever it is, when you're drinking, whatever you're drinking, are you getting a sensation of, oh, this is good? Oh, like, do you even remember if it's good or not? Like being fully present in that moment, and that could seem like the most trivial thing. But if you can do it in the small things, it can really help start to amplify and start showing up in the bigger things too. So I like that one. That was really good. Well, here's the thing is like, if, if you don't appreciate the little things, right? Cause we all say it, like we, you mm -hmm. see all the memes, mm -hmm. but when you're, when you can slow down time to appreciate the little things, mm -hmm. you find that you have more time. Mm -hmm. One, it's mm -hmm. a benefit mm -hmm. Two, now you're not so forwardly focused. So like you're not missing the present mm -hmm. so that when the big thing happens, you don't, you're not even present for it because you're thinking about the thing, the next big thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay. I love that. I love that. So it's really slowing down. And if you're even like we use the example of coffee, but if you're writing something, be fully present on in that. And when you first start, it's kind of hard. So like I used to write and have another notebook beside me so that all the other things that would come up, instead of leaving them in my head, I would jot them down so I can let it go. Because if I left it in my head, then that meant I could still keep segmenting my mind. But the second that I wrote it down and then came back, and this is the productivity hack. So I'm just letting you guys know, this is how you get more things done in a short amount of time. Write it down and then go back to what you're doing. So now you don't think, oh man, I, I can't forget this. I can't forget that. And your mind isn't divided. It's a catch and release. It's a catch and release. This is the only, this is the only thing that got me through college, actually. Wow. Wow. Just having that, that separate list on the side. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Because cool. you got to have focus. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's the next thing? So to begin living with intent. So just noticing that your mind, mm -hmm. your heart, and your gut are not the same. Mm. Oh, say that again so that they can type it in. Your mind, mind. your heart, and your gut are not the same. Oh, child. I can preach on that one, but go ahead. So in order to realize what, what that is, right? Because a lot of times the mind has now, mm, can't, it's, it's inappropriately camping out in your heart, in your gut, right? Mm -hmm. So now you can tell yourself drama, trauma, mm -hmm. and you can feel it in your belly, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. It's just that you have become so numb to your body mm -hmm. that the mind is acting as all three of those things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for me, um, I've been, I've, I've always been in a position where I was taking care of a lot of people and, you know, always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Let's just kind of put it that way. Yes. So every time the telephone would ring, not now, because I retrained myself on what that telephone ring means, right? Like, but every time the phone would ring, I would get that feeling in my stomach because, okay, who's in the hospital? Like, like I trained everybody. Don't call me at work. When I'm working, leave me alone. This, that, the other. So when all of, when that phone's ringing when it's not supposed to be, you're like, oh, what's going on? Something's happened, this, that, and the other. But that wasn't mine anymore, right? That was something that I trained myself to do. And so I had to start looking at that. Okay, wait a minute. Why you got that feeling in your stomach? Okay, that's not your thing. Well, you can stop that. And, like, and if you don't start looking at the differences, it'll just stay there. That's where a lot of people think life keeps happening to me, right? All, all of these things happen to me. Being deliberate means you can start changing it and you can make things a little bit different. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. So the only way that I know, the easiest way I know, is to meditate, mm -hmm. right? And so everyone's talking about meditation, but no one's really talking about how, right? And we always feel like, oh, I don't know if I'm doing it right, and how long do I have to do it for, and all the things. But in order to, diff to tell the difference between who is speaking, meditating. And it could be as simple as five minutes. 
breathing, watching your breath. And what I mean by watching your breath is inhale, I'm inhaling in, I'm, in, I'm exhaling out. And just watching that for five minutes and set the, set the timer, right? People say, oh, my, my brain can't slow down. It's fine. After a while, it will. But the fact that you can say that your brain won't slow down tells you it's not you. Right, you taught it that. You right. taught it not to slow down. Right. You taught it not to slow down and, and you didn't slow it down when you had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because you because now infiltrated in this in this, you know, information highway called the brain, right? Is everybody else's expectations. And not necessarily yours. It could be family of origin. It could be, you know, the, the position you are in the family. If you're a wife, if you're a mother, if you're, you know, all the things. That's what's running. Mm-hmm. And where's the you in all of it? And that's what we have to kind of go and find. Five minutes a day, a couple times a day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. For me, meditation is so many different things. Um, like washing yeah like yeah as a matter of fact because that right there when i'm going to do any kind of housework yeah i'm going to do it not out of obligation Mm -hmm. i i gotta have joy in everything that i do so if i'm going to take and do housework like wash the dishes cook like i don't have the love affair with cooking that you do you already know that it's meditating for me yeah like right like i don't have the love affair that you do however i've been cooking a lot more and like i make that my time of i'm not thinking about all of the other things that i've got going on so if i'm going to do something and i'm going to do some some mindless things. I'm actually putting my mind into doing them so that that way I can let everything else go. So um, the funny thing, because we talked about this in another video, but we, we were talking about how, and you just touched on it a little bit, how we, we know it, memorized it. Sure. We've, we've heard the actions, mm-hmm. but we're never really embodying or doing it what tips would you give for somebody to begin to start embodying meditation well knowing that the brain needs a rest or rather that you need a rest from the brain is first and foremost Mm-hmm. And just to, because sometimes we just go balls to the wall. Like before you, your feet hit the ground, you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it stinks. It's crummy thinking about who you're not, what you didn't get done. And you ain't, ain't, you ain't never, and you ain't never gonna, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the meditation gives you the opportunity to just push that to the side for a minute. Mm-hmm. So like we said, meditation might need to look like for, for some of the people viewing this or listening to this, it might mean going to the mailbox and, and really paying attention to the steps to the mailbox. It might mean washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. It might mean um, cooking, right? Because these are things that we have to do air quotes, but can we find, where's the joy in it? 
can we can we find the joy in sweeping because we like a clean floor we might not like the cleaning part but i really like the clean floor so i'm going to attach myself to that you know several years ago and because i was definitely one of those people that was like i can't meditate like it just doesn't work for me i was one of those well the thing that helped me meditate was a hard workout i would go and get on an elliptical machine or like um or run on a treadmill and i hate running <laughs> but run on a treadmill i would do one of those things that gave me that hard workout so i could get that sense of adrenaline so that i could kind of let everything go that was going in my head then I would sit down to meditate. Now that was weird for a lot of people, but it worked for me because I really did feel like my brain is going and it won't stop. How do I make it stop? And so for me, it was that hard workout. So I could get that sense of adrenaline to kind of release. Right. And then don't do anything in between, let it come down, then meditate after that. So that was one way that I tried it. It worked. Well, you know, I mean, like the, the, there are eight tenets to yoga and meditation is just one of them. And, but all the tenets to yoga has a meditative state to it. So I don't know who's going to be listening or watching. So I want to make sure that people understand that wherever they begin, just begin. Like today I was able to, um, I'm doing contrast bathing, which is basically you take a regular shower and then you put the, the water as cold as possible. At the end. At the end. And this builds your immunity. Yeah. But it's, but it's such a shock. And so, especially when people are cold. So like, I no longer get cold because I'm doing that thing. But right after the shower, it got so quiet and still inside of me. Mm that it was like, it, it was similar to the adrenaline that you're talking about. And then just, just, I just kind of slid into it, you know? Um, and if you have to do it to music, right? So like, even if you find your favorite piece of music, uh, let it be, you know, uh, nonverbal, <laughs> uh, not, not music that we would turn on the radio is what I'm saying. Yep. And so, you know, Right. So you go into a zone and, and what will happen is you could pick the same piece of music and your body will settle. Oh, this is what we're doing because the, the mind likes habit. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, if you need to play that same piece of music and go into it, then, then that's what you do. And, and it's not supposed to be for a long period of time, five, 15 minutes. I do. I, I meditate for 15 minutes. How about you? Mm -hmm. I'm up a little bit more now. I think I'm at 25 or 30. Um, I set a timer for about 35 minutes to, mm -hmm. to kind of, so that way I come out of it and I don't stay there, but um, I don't never stay there. So I, I, I want to see us from between 25 and 30 minutes now. Cool. Yeah. But that's complete silence now. Cause it, it used to be, I was doing guided meditations or whatever, but now I'm, I'm to complete silence when I'm meditating. Yeah, that, that groovy that groovy period is always like, you know, I set the alarm for 15 minutes and then like it goes off, but I'm just like, mm, I have greedy tendencies, so I just like sit in mm -hmm. and like it, it'll be like 20, 25 minutes sometimes. Sometimes I cannot wait to get up, yeah. so, and, you know, but it depends on where you, where you come in at. Yeah. On any I given agree. time. Yeah. I agree. Um, 
Okay, so, you know, we jumped into being intentional. I, I don't think we really went into why it's really important to start being intentional, right? Like, like these are things that just were not taught in school. Goal setting might have been taught in school. Or, or like when people talk personal development, they talk goal setting and this, that, and the other. But this is actually the first step. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? It is. I mean, setting, setting an intention, allowing yourself to have an intention, right? We, we talk about goals, 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 but like even in a, having a goal, what's the ten, intention underneath the goal? Right. Because right? if it's jacked up from the onset, it's going to be jacked up. Right? Right. Um, and, and all this grinding, everybody wants to grind, grind, grind. But as a woman, we're not, we're not made to grind. We're meant to feel. We have bodies built for pleasure. We, and we are never at home in our bodies long enough to really pay attention to that. So that's why getting back to intention is so important. Yeah. Um, because you'll look up, you know, and life has passed you by. A week has passed you by. You don't remember November, <laughs> you know? And it's like, holy crap. Like, you said all this, you said, you know, your, um, what do they call it? Your New Year's resolution, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to do it. And I'm doing it this time. And by, like, February 15th, you are so exhausted. You cannot, you don't even want to talk, you don't want to talk about nothing to do with anything of that whole list that you made for yourself. Absolutely. But when you have an intention, it's like, okay, I want to feel good. I want to feel, I want to feel even. I want to feel like I have control, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And being in control of your life means something as simple as, I don't want to be so reactionary. Mm. Because there's a lot to react to right now. In your own house, there's <laughs> so much to react to. But getting to the car and then get, you know, in traffic and then dealing with whatever your work entails and then putting on social media and government and blah, 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 blah. So if you don't have that intention of how you want to feel and who you want to be, and emitting that out into the world, then you are just setting yourself up for continual reaction. Yeah. And, and you're not in any of it. You don't own any of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of times people say, you know, that they want more leaders, but notice how true leaders actually react. Most of the time they don't. Most of the time they don't respond to nonsense right? Un un unless they have to feel like they have to calm something down. But most of the time, they're just not reacting. Why? Because that takes you out of your position of power. And it also, it also changes your outcomes every single day. And by being intentional, by being deliberate, like, I mean, think about um, one of the first things that we talk about is turning off email and social media as a business owner. Now, most people go, well, wait a minute. I got to have my email. I got to answer. I got to have good customer service. You can set parameters around that. You could have an autoresponder thing that goes out and says, you know, I normally respond within 24 hours. So that way you can set a specific time of day, maybe an hour, maybe two, whatever you need, to actually go in and respond. But because what happens is if somebody's ticked off today, and they send you an email and you go check it first thing in the morning, 
more than less likely you're going to start your day on a bad foot. You are. When you didn't have to. Right. Because you could have been intentional of no other people don't get to run my day. I get to run it. So this is how I'm going to run it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, by the time that you even get to the email, you've already thought a whole bunch of other things Mm -hmm. that will take you out of your deliberate living. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as the, as far as the leadership, the leaders, right? So mm-hmm. if, if they responded to every single thing that it would take them out of their intention. Right. Right. right? Of, of how they wanted to, to be in that day. Yeah. 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 So I know you have something that helps people become more intentional. Tell oh, about yeah. oh yeah. Um, it's called uh, 10 mantras. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted, I wanted to gift this to people for them to really start to think about how to frame their day. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a P it comes in a PDF, but I also included a, uh, an audio for you to listen to. It's about 10 minutes, Wonderful. Um, but it's, it's great in that it's just talking about, the intentions are things that your brain would actually believe. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, you could tell yourself, I'm amazing. And your brain will be like, girl, sit down. <laughs> yeah, you don't really believe that. Yeah. None of us believe that, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, these, but these mantras are things that you can do every day, multiple times a day, and your, your brain will kick them back out as false. And when you start to do that, it's like you're just being kinder to yourself. You're living with intention. You are being softer to yourself. That critical mind doesn't have so much control. Mm-hmm. And you get to, you know, you, you get to really be in the driver's seat of your life. Wow. So, yeah. so, so basically, so when they come in and they start doing this, what's going to happen is it's going to help them begin to soothe and really change the way their day appears so that they can, whether they're going after a better life, better business, better whatever, it's going to help them get recentered of going, wait a minute, I have a little bit more control than I've been exercising. So yeah. let me change this. And I got to start internally. I can't start with telling everybody else. So y'all the one that's making my day messed up oh it's because of you no you're starting on the inside going okay well wait a minute how can i be a little bit more gentle to myself today how can i be a little bit more mindful for myself today and so that's what what you're giving them is going to help them do yes i mean well here's the thing is that you said you said two important words Mm -hmm. soothing and uh gentleness right Mm -hmm. so like when you are that way inside life has no choice and the people in it have no choice but to treat you the same way. It might be rocky. No, strike that. It will be rocky in the beginning because it's like, it's, it's a pattern interrupt. It's like, what, 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 you're not available to me kind of a thing. But if you stay with it, life gets, it becomes a soft place to land. It's soothing. It's, it's more gentle. Yeah. Yeah, it just gets better and better because you're allowing it. Like, you know, I don't know what you believe in, whoever's watching this. I don't know what you believe in. I don't know if, you know, 
you're a Christian or a Muslim or maybe you've given up on religion altogether and you're just spiritual or you're not. Maybe you don't believe in any of it, but you believe in neuroscience. The bottom line is, is that central nervous system is the same as the chakras, you know, and when you are in a heightened state, you know, you have, that's where the disease start coming along. And it's where, you know, everything else that's going around you starts attracting to that. So if you just give yourself that time to be able to soothe yourself, to be able to be better to yourself, because again, how can you expect other people to be better to yourself? Everybody talks about self-care. You know what? I'm going to pause that for a second. Fonda, let's talk about self-care. Because there are so many people out here that scream and freaking self-care and all they're really doing is talking about, okay, light a candle, right? Or, or go, go to the spa and get your nails done. Please talk about what self-care really is. For uh, me. How long do we have? My God. Uh, uh, self-care is your ability to speak up for yourself in the most compassionate way for yourself and others. It's, it could be using your no appropriately. It's using your yes appropriately. It is uh, eating correctly. Um, it's getting uh, the proper sleep. Mm -hmm. um, not being too busy to, t to set your life up on a daily basis, it's self-care. Mm -hmm. um, this nails, getting your nails done and getting a massage, those are axillary things. And I'm speaking as a licensed massage therapist, like having somebody take care of your body that you're not willing to take care of outside of the massage room is bullshit. Bullshit. Just stop it. Right. Getting, getting your nails did when your life is, when your room is a mess, how, how are you, how are you emotionally and mentally, how can you actually rest? when your when your space is a mess right so anything that's going to so basically self-care is this anything that you would provide for your baby or your mate that doesn't cost money that you do for yourself on purpose with purpose is self-care mm, 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 mm. yeah you know for me, self-care was always a, it wasn't a fleeting thing, um, but I always liked to run, just like to run. And I can tell you, like, over the last year, I've been very, very mindful of my self-care. What kind of running are you talking about? Running, running? No, I'm talking about I like to go. I like if I'm, I'm going to do this thing, we're going to do it. Let's get it done. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Not that, not efforting, though, because I'm not that person. I'm very deliberate in what it is I'm doing, and I never sweat the small stuff. But for me, like over the last year, uh, about a year ago in November, I had to start going, slow down, be still, no, and actually telling people no. Because my body, and there was things that were, could no longer be put on hold. They needed attention. And so, it's funny because like there's some spaces people no longer can fill in my life anymore after the last year. Um, just simply because even though I still like to run, I still like to get out there and get it done um, and do what it is that I need to do. 
I'm I'm no longer available to everybody's crap in that way any any longer. Because like, I mean, again, I don't care what you had going on. Like, you know, we're going to go through it. I'm going to pull your ass through it. That's just how it was. We're going to go. Let's do it. Let's get it. Let's do it. But for me, my self-care had to change. Um, It had to morph. So sometimes, and the reason why I'm telling you this is sometimes we can really think we're really mindful and good with our self-care, but then there's those things that are being ignored, like uh, that damn fibroid was being ignored. I was like, oh, I can handle it. You know what? I just used to tell everybody I got one day, you know, (laughs) in my cycle that I'm tired and, oh, leave me alone for that one day and I'll be all right. I used to be that way, but... It said, no, no, you can't ignore me no more. Yeah, the, the fibroid is, is, is a physical manifestation of things that you've ignored. That's exactly right. And, 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 and when I talk about my muse, like she did that. She put an H on her chest and she handled it and, until she couldn't any longer. Mm-hmm. And, and that, is, that is a big part of my work. It's like, how do you take care of yourself on a daily basis mm-hmm. so that you can recognize the the sniffle or the you know the pain in the side as the the physical prompting of hey something ain't right here let's 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 address it right and that's why I shared that story because there's a I know there's a lot of people out there that are like me you think you practice in self care you go you get your nails done you get your hair did like like it and you still you you can even have healthy boundaries I'm not the boundary person though I'm not gonna lie but you might even have healthy boundaries and really are, you know, you say no, you say yes, you, your schedule is good. You might have all of that stuff down pat. But at the end of the day, there's that one thing that you've been putting off because you've just been dealing with it. Like, I wasn't even, can't even say I was putting it off because I wasn't putting it off. I was just dealing with, with it. I, I had never intended on, I was waiting for that time that, you know, when, when, when I reached whatever, whatever, and sure. it was just going to go away. Right. 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 I was never intended on dealing with it. I never did. Well, well, no, because as women, we are, we are used to a certain level of discomfort and pain mm-hmm. on every single plane there is you know physical mental spiritual emotional we, we are used to having some kind of living with some kind of pain i call us the walking wounded and no you know and and so like so you are showing up as it, had to, it had to manifest in other ways because as long as it was just a fibroid issue i'm like right because you can handle it it's just like yeah, I'm like, yeah I'm like there's one day of the, of the month i just can't be bothered but the other 30, 29, I'm good. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. yeah, right. So but your body so like this one thinks she's slick. We're going to have to send her something a little louder. We're going to have to add a little bit more to this now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it shows up, it showed up that way for you. For my mother, it showed up as stomach cancer. For another friend, it's, it's, I, I'm watching him because his father is going through some things. And they're, they're, let's say they're 25 years apart, just for argument's sake. So basically he is so bu- my friend is so busy that unless he pays attention, he's gonna end up like his father. Mm. 
right where his father is. So like, I'm always, I'm always curious. Like when people say that things are hereditary, like, like they have no power or no say in it. I call bullshit. What people, the medical industry can count on hereditary traits because nine times out of 10, you're not going to do anything outside of what you saw done. Therefore, you're going to end up in the same position. Exactly. Yeah, we, we proved that with my son. We proved that he did not have to be diabetic. That part. That part. You know, like when, 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 um, when it showed up for him, they was getting ready to put him on, the, on one of the, you know, pills or whatever for it. And they wanted to put him on a water pill for a high blood pressure. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Nah, we're not doing this. And so I let them put him on the water pill at that point in time. But we started looking at everything. And the main thing that we did was I just threw away all of the processed food, the, the hot pockets. Like, it, not that he wasn't eating good food at night, right? But all of the crap that they would eat for breakfast and for lunch and stuff during his whole day, and then he would have a good dinner. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, no, no, no. Now we just cook a whole lot of dinner so that they can eat that through the day too, right? So that that way, but yeah, we just changed that one thing. And by just getting rid of all of the processed food, it went away within four months. Yeah, like I like I have countless clients that they come to me for, you know, the feminine piece, but but it always points back to their food and their resting and the fact that they're not eating because mm-hmm. they're afraid to eat because they're afraid to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, how much of it do I eat? And like, you know, can I afford it? And it's just like, honey, you can't afford not to, you know, eat this way if you want to be here in your full self in order to do your day. So that's right. That's right. So you guys find it, tell them about your, um, your free gift again, because we got all the way on self care and that was my fault. It was important, but yeah, so this, so again, if you like, if you have one of those issues, like, I did where you're kind of like just letting it sit in the back of your head. This really is about getting mindful, right? So it's not just about those, those little things. It's those things that you just keep putting off. You have just put it out your mind. You know, it's there. You're in some kind of a pain. You've been tolerating it. You've been settling. And it's so funny because I would never, I don't settle for anything. Mm-hmm. anything but I settled for that I was just like mm, it's here gonna deal with it not dealing with it it's just what it is right so I let that settle until it came around and said okay so we're gonna put the shit by your lungs and we're gonna do this here and we're gonna do that there and it was like oh I guess I gotta deal with it now yes yeah, yeah. so find a talk tell them again about your free gift so that they can get started with that free gift so the so the 10 mantras is basically it's a mini kit it has it's a pdf that you can print out um and there there are 10 statements um and then there is an audio of me just talking to you about the importance of these 10 statements or something else you can fill them in with something else that you 
that feels more resonant for you uh, because it's a great entry point because we we're usually the last on our list mm. and this is a way of us infusing ourselves on the list on purpose daily Mm-hmm. And you can do it as, as often as you as you want to. And they are also 10 statements that your brain is not going to readily throw out, but that your heart and your gut will be like, oh, I like, I, I like that. I think I'll keep it. Yes, yes, yes. And you get to grow with that. Awesome. Fonda, thank you so much for being on this episode. You know, we have now had people in seven different countries on this show um and from all walks of life and i'm just so very grateful and thankful for everybody that has come on definitely thankful for you in my life and you guys enjoy this episode and don't forget to go get those mantras because it is important for you to start doing what you need to do so that you can be more intentional about your life um, be more intentional about your health. Be more intentional if you're in business and you're watching this. Just being more intentional means that you don't have to settle for everything that's coming at you. You can start making decisions on what it is that you're going to allow or not allow in your life. And so that's what we're going to do starting going forward. So I'm so grateful you were here and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.